This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. We got a lot of, uh, you know, gym rats around here, but, you know, I am not one of them, so that's okay. I tell people, you know, I've been with Leah for over 17 years. We've been married for almost 16 years. We got four kids. She knew what she was getting into when she married me, okay? So if I didn't have muscles then, why confuse her and get muscles now? Amen. Thank you. So I, I, you know, I, I'm doing it for her. I'm trying not to confuse her in life. I'm like, okay, you met me, and I was chubby and fat. I'm chubby and fat now. I can't confuse you. I'm doing it for you. So let's go to Hebrews 10.25. Now, this one happens to be out of the NIV, because I like the way this sounds. Hebrews 10.25. This one I'm going to uh, interrupt a few times, because there's a little, I have all kinds of notes. So, verse 25 says, Not giving up meeting together, which to me means going to church, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another. That means fellowship with your church family. And all the more, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So we know that day is approaching. We know the end of days are coming. We had something really good recently happen with the, with all that's going on in Jerusalem right now. Those are great things that are happening. But, I mean, you just flick on the news and the end of days are here. They're not coming. They're here now. So it's, we got to get ourselves together now. And pause for changing of the page. But you got to come to church. I mean, don't think of it as you're fulfilling a uh, some kind of obligation where you're like punching a time card. You know that you're there because okay, well I can say I actually showed up to church. I I came to church. On Sunday, now I'm going to be saved. You know, and that, it don't work that way. If you like put 50% or let's lower it down, let's say 25%, you put 25% in your relationship with God, you're not going to get, how can you expect 100% blessing back? Just like with our, our tithes and offerings. You know, if you're going to give 5% of what it's instructed, 10%, well, then how can you expect a maximum blessing in your life? And so it's necessary, it's necessary to come to church. It's necessary to fellowship with, with other believers. You know, I, it's a blessing to, like, see more and more people that I go to church with at work. You know, it's a blessing to see Alex now. It's a blessing to see Cletus sometimes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's not my boss anymore, so I can talk a little bit of a uh, mess. <laughs> Alex has been talking a lot about you, Cletus, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm kidding too. But, you know, it's a blessing. It really is, because it, they just, it, it encourages you. You know, you see them, and it's much more than just like a friendly face that you know. It's like, hey, you know, we're, you know, High Desert Word Center, and Jesus Christ is being represented at Fort Irwin. And that's what I like. 
Oh, yeah, Virginia's out there, too, but I don't get to see Virginia. But it's it's necessary. I I, I used to think, and I'm not going to lie to you, you know, sometimes I could be a bit of an antisocial type of person. You know, I get very comfortable in my ways. I'm like... I'm like a 75-year-old man trapped in a 39-year-old body. You know, I order the same thing at the restaurant. I'll watch the same TV show. I'll do the same pattern on my days off, you know. I'm just, you know, I'm comfortable in my routine. So I used to be comfortable in just, you know, blending in the crowd at church. You know, like, okay, I, I just came to church and... I, you know, I'd come twice a week, and then I came three times a week, and then I started coming to men's meetings, and I was just, you know, there. But then, you know, we have awesome pastors that don't ask if you want to do something. They just thrust you into it. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, one day, pastor was like, hey, you know, how would you think about writing the youth group? And I, I was like, why? There's nobody else? But I mean, I did it. And I, you know, I didn't hurt any kids physically, you know, in the two and a half years I did it. I mean, Alex is still here. He's still alive. Anthony is no longer afraid of me. Right? He was afraid of me at first. He wouldn't even look at me. Seriously, when I first came to the church, Anthony was so afraid of me. Alex wouldn't talk to me. It's, it's, yeah, Alexis probably wouldn't talk to me either, but now that you can't get him to shut up. But you get a lot of encouragement about coming to church. Let's go to Proverbs uh, 27, 17. And that's what it's about. You know, coming to get encouraged. Because, you know, being out in the world sometimes, it's like, you know, you, you, you get that funk on you. And so, you know, and you ask a lot of people who go to the gym that they like going to the gym because, like, it, it gets their mind off of things. But I mean, one, you're getting your mind off of things, but also then you're, you're, you're working out your body. You're, you're working out your muscles, losing weight, sweating, whatever. It's all therapeutic. That's why coming to church is therapeutic too, but not just sit in the seat and just be like, okay, here I am. You know, it, it disturbs me sometimes where people will, you know, I'm not, I don't know, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step on some toes right now, so I apologize. You know, when people are hiding out in the in the coffee bar, when, you know, sometimes, you know, some of us with kids and we're not feeling good, we have to go to the coffee bar. We kind of have to step away. But sometimes when you see people sitting in the coffee bar and they're on their phone, it's like, why are you even here? I feel like tapping them. Why are you here? Sorry, that was, that was a bunny trail right there. I'm bringing out my phone now to make sure I don't go over on time. Okay, Proverbs 27:17 says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another." So that's kind of like what goes on like when I see Alex or Cletus, you know? It's like we're we're not just joking around like everybody else. People will see when you let your light shine, people will see, "Hey, there's something different about Alex. There's something different about Cletus, you know, he's not like all other supervisors. Oh, look at Lawrence. He may look like a jerk with sunglasses and a hat on all the time, but you know what? He's really not. <laughs> There's way too many people that laughed about that when I... 
But, as you can see, in those of you who know me, you know, I'm not a jerk. I'm a nice guy. And see, I am. That's why I made it a purpose to wear my clear glasses up here. So, my church family really, truly sharpens me. They are here for me, and I'm here for them. You know, there's there's people that, you know, you just don't see the things that go on behind the scenes all the time. You know, there was someone from, from our church that stood up for one of my family members. You know, and that means a lot to me, because it's like, okay, you know when, like, okay, I'm not around to protect my family. One of you guys are around. And that's what felt good. It was like, okay, I wasn't there to protect my family member, but this person was. And it, it just, you feel safe. You feel, I don't know, you know, you just feel at peace knowing that, okay, you know, there's a lot of us out there. You know, our numbers are growing and growing and growing. So there's hardly a time where you can't, you know, go to Walmart and I might see one of you guys. Now, I don't go to Walmart, so that's probably why you don't see me because I just don't like going there. Not because of what happened recently. Just, you got to park and you got to find a, I get like, you know, I'm slightly germaphobe, so like when I think about like touching the 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 shopping carts, I'm like, how many people have touched it? I do. I wipe them off, but then it's like, you know, the same thing that it hits me when I walk into a hotel room. It's like, oh my gosh, how many people have slept in this bed before me? Okay. <laughs> but when I'm at church, I never feel alone. I have so many op, and we have so many opportunities to attend church. You know, we make time for do almost everything. And I think, you know, not boasting or bragging, but, you know, me and my family, we, we, we're like the true epitome of like putting God first and then we fit like the family vacations and this and that. You know, there's very few times that we won't come to a Sunday or Wednesday night service because we're off doing something. That's, you know, fun. I'm not saying church is not fun, but you guys know what I mean. Going on a trip or whatever. So there's very few times that a event will come before church. The bottom line is, I, I come here to hear the word, and every time these doors are open, that's an opportunity to hear the word. You know, it's so, like... I ain't going to say sad, but it's, it, you know, you, you feel like, man, why aren't so many people here on Saturdays for the men's meeting? I mean, it's not every Saturday, every first Saturday of the month. Why aren't more people here? You know, we have tons of men at Higher Support Center. Why, aren't, why isn't the men's section being represented? Because Leah will tell me when there's a women's meeting, like, oh, it was such a good women's meeting, Lawrence. You know, this person was there, and that person was there, and that person with her daughter and was there, and... I'm like, okay, and she's naming off all these people. And then sometimes she asks me, oh, like, oh, who went to the men's meeting? Oh, you know, so-and-so and this guy and that guy. And that was all? Yeah, that was all. But every time I come to church, I learn something new. No, how many, no matter how many times I hear a verse or read a verse, when I come to church and I hear Pastor or Mrs. P or Pastor Dave or, or, or Josh, if they say something... It's like it will click because that's where like, you know, hearing things out loud, you know, you're getting your workout on, but, you know, and you hear something new, like just like you'll go to the gym and someone will be like, hey, you know what? You're lifting that wrong. Why don't you try doing it this way? And then you're like, oh, wow, I'm feeling that burn now. Yes, 
I don't know how it does. So how do you guys do? Go this way? You're going this way, right? I said it was a spiritual gym, not a real gym, okay? So whether it's, like I said, whether it's from pastor or any other member of the church, we'll hear something when we come and hear God's word, and we'll hear their spin on it. Because a lot of times I use the analogy of, like, Four people at a mountain. You know, we're surrounded by some pretty, you know, not huge mountains, but they're pretty big. Now, say you had a person, you know, four people. Each of them had a walkie-talkie. And they're all at different points of that mountain. And you'll be like, oh, hey, Alex, you're on the north side. What do you see? And Alex will say something. And I'll be like, hey, Anthony, you're on uh, this side of the mountain. What do you see? And he's going to describe something. Well, Anthony's not going to describe the same exact thing that, Alex did. We're looking at the same mountain, but they're looking at different perspectives of it. So that's why I think it's so important to come to church, because even though I might know what Proverbs 27:17 says, but when you hear the anointing that comes out of pastor, when he recites 27:17, it's totally different. And then it'll click. You'll be like, oh, wow, that's what it means. Iron sharpens iron. I thought it was just two, you know, uh, you know, metal workers, you know, making horseshoes and something like that. I don't know. You know, God was, you know, uh, Jesus was a carpenter. Maybe he had a cousin who was a metal worker. I don't know. But if we stop working out, uh, our spirit at God's, you know, if we stop working out our spirit at God's gym, the flab of the world is going to creep back on us. You ever notice that you stop coming to church or you stop reading your Bible, or you stop praying, and most of those things I'm guilty of. You know, like sometimes you, you you let you let the busyness, and it's never an excuse. But sometimes we're like, oh man, you know, it, it was just a rough day. I, I didn't have time to pray. That's not true. I had time to pray while I was getting ready. I had time to pray while I was driving to my van pool. I had time to pray while I was driving to work. I had time to pray while I was waiting to get my job assignment. I had time to pray as I'm driving over here. I had time to pray here. I had time to read my word at my 10-minute break here. I had time to read my word at my hour-long lunch there. Just we don't make time for it. And that's when the flab will get on. And that's when you start, man, I'm I'm having such a bad day. Or I'm having a bad week. Or this is going on. Or that's going on. And that's... And now we all know what the flab is. It's hate, it's anger, it's gossiping, it's stinking thinking. How many of that creeps onto you when you stop praying or when you stop reading God's word? That It'll creep up and it happens so suddenly that you don't even know. Like you'll be talking gossip about somebody and you won't even know it. Like you, you it, that's how like, that's how can I, uh, I'm not giving the devil any credit. But that's how slick he is. He'll he'll work his little thing on you, and you won't even know that he's doing it. Just like the analogy in the first God's Not Dead movie, where they're saying, you know, sin is like a jail cell with all this nice stuff of the world, and then sooner or later, the devil will close the jail cell door, and you won't even know it, because you're just so comfortable being in there. You're like, oh, hey, cool. Oh, it has my big screen TV. Oh, there's my favorite blanket. There's a nice pillow, plenty of food, and then... Next thing you know, that door slams. You have no opportunity to get out. Because the devil works like that. He just sneaks right into you. So, I know I'm using all these gem metaphors. And like I said before, my earth suit needs a little workout. 
But my spirit man gets a workout every day in some kind of form. I make, you know, it's like a blessing to hear you, uh, you guys preach, especially Pastor Dave, when he tells me how like he, he wakes up early and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to try that. I'm not a morning person at all. You know, Pastor Dave's saying, don't say amen, Desiree, you don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Okay. We're we're not that type of church. Okay. But anyways, so I'm not, I'm not a morning person. You know, I, I need a couple of cups of coffee to get me going. And then once I'm going, I might need a couple more. You know, so when Pastor Dave is saying like, oh, I'm a morning person. I can wake up at 3.30 and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. But I have, slowly inched my way back from 5.30 wake up to now a 4.30 wake up. And you want to know how long that took? I know you do. I know you want to know. It took me nine years. Nine years to go from a 5.30 wake up, which was just enough time to take a shower, get ready, and walk out the door. Now I have time to read God's Word. Okay, now that I read God's Word, now I can flip through Fox News. And now I can do this. And now I can do that. And then when I'm in the shower, I'm praying. And then when I'm getting ready, I'm praying. And then I have more than enough time to pray for Eli and Leah, pray for Ryland and pray for my girls, and still have time to walk out that door. Because I had to reprioritize my time. I had to tell myself, hey, if I can't work out at night, now I'm going to wake up early in the morning to work out. So you got to give... You gotta give it a chance. You gotta give that spiritual gym a chance. So another thing in training God's way is conducting training maneuvers. Now, Cletus knows, and Alex kinda knows, but at Fort Irwin, the main purpose is units from other areas come to Fort Irwin to train. And it happens Every single week, every single month, every year, for years and years and years. That's what they come out for. We got people coming in, and as people are coming in, soldiers are going out. It's just a revolving door, but they're there to train, and they're constantly training. And those of you who are in the military know it's like you you don't just, okay, well, you don't go to boot camp and say, okay, well, from 6 in the morning to 6 at night, is boot camp. No, it, you're at boot camp. You're at boot camp. They're, they have you 24-7. They might wake you up at 2 o'clock in the morning just to go do a brisk nine-mile run. No, of course, I never experienced that for myself, but, you know, I, that's what I see in movies and stuff. But the whole point of training maneuvers is that's when we're applying God's word to our lives. So let's go to James one twenty two. Now, I wanted to keep you guys on your toes, so now I'm switching back to the NLT. So, James 1.22. So, James 1.22 says, and everybody should know what this says already, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. 
my gosh, man, I have to tell this to my kids all the freaking time, you know. And it's more than just me quoting James 1.22, which I do a lot to them. But it's like, what's the point of me of telling you what to do if you're not going to actually listen to me? They're, you know, because they'll be like, well, Dad, I listened to you. I'm like, but yeah, you didn't follow out what I said. Well, I didn't argue with you when you were telling me that. Okay, that's great. You didn't argue with me and you didn't talk back, but did you actually do what I asked you to do? So what good does it do us to read the Bible? We need to actually apply it to our lives. Use our spiritual tool belt to deal with the funk of the world. Now, I have a family member, and they read the Bible each and every day. And this family member, you know, there's a lot of issues, just a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And he's, like, on the top of my prayer list. But they read the Bible all the time, but, like, they're still, like, fumbling through life. They're still, you know, having issues. They're still going through stuff. And I had to actually explain to someone else in my family, because they're like, well, he reads the Bible every day, you know, but if he's not applying it to his life, he might as well be reading a, a manual to a universal remote. Because it's not doing him any good. You're not applying it to your lives. You might as well be reading, you know, the menu to a Chinese takeout place, you know, which sounds good right now because I haven't had dinner. So, so now I'm thinking about Chinese food. But it does us no good. And this is going to make Jesse happy because I'm going to actually use a quote from the Dallas, one of the Dallas Cowboys, Herschel Walker. Mm. No, we, no, I did not say the Dallas Cowboys were any good, okay? I just said it. Herschel Walker said a good quote, okay? Go Broncos. Okay, so what he said is if you train hard, you'll be hard to beat. I wish I had a microphone right now, and I would drop it, and I'd walk out to my truck, and I'd go home. Because if you train hard, you'll be hard to beat. So if you come to church and you hear God's word and you apply it to your lives and you're meditating on his word day and night, like it says, and your prayer life is top notch and you're praying in the spirit and you're doing all this stuff. When something hits you. It's like, OK. You know, I mean, I know a lot of times my family members think like I don't care because my mom's, you know, she's, you know, she's receiving her healing right now. And it may seem like I'm not caring, but why be frantic? Like, oh my gosh, she's in the hospital again. All right, we're going to take care of this. You know, I'm praying on my end. You know, I know a lot of, you know, when it comes to Hispanic and Latino families, when somebody has an earache, we all want to have a vigil and we want to go to their house. And like, okay, you know, you know, so-and-so has a stomach ache. Let's go to their house. Let's go see how they're doing. You know, call up the people in anger. Why aren't you there? Why didn't you come over? Don't you know that, that they have a stomach ache? Come on. I know, I know this is, this is like, you know, foreign to you guys, but that's how it goes. And I'm the one that's usually receiving that. Why aren't you here? Didn't you hear they had an ingrown toenail? And I'm like, don't, no worries. I'm praying for them. I got my end going, you know. I'm knee-deep in, you know, A&D ointment and diapers right now. But, you know, hey, I, I'm praying for her right now. So, 
I work at Fort Irwin. Like I said, it's the national training centers. And soldiers come from every country to train. You know, even Canada. And I have to say, Canada soldiers are very clean. Canadian soldiers are clean. You guys didn't know that. But their vehicles are very clean. Because us American soldiers, whoo! Man, you go into their vehicles and you're finding sunflower seeds and, and everything else. I, every time I look into a Canadian military vehicle, I'm like, man, look at that. And this is like 20 years old. Look at this. Go Canada. But, you know, God bless America. Anyways, you have to stay in top form. That's why they come and train. So that when they're deployed, they're going to react without hesitation. You know, I have a lot of family members, a lot of family members in, in law enforcement, and I always pick their brain every once in a while. And I ask them, okay, well, you know, how's this? You know, what would you do in this situation? And they always tell me. And by the way, we're, we're closing down right now. We're winding on down. But they stay in top form when situations arise because they're constantly training. They're constantly learning. They're constantly saying, okay, all right, we know you've been trained to use this weapon this way for many, many years, but now there's a new, better way to do it, so now you train this way. And it's not just a a, a training maneuver to be like, okay, we just want to try out this fancy new thing. It's something to be more efficient. You know, it was funny, and I was actually telling Alex the story today at work, that Somebody complained about me, about me, first of all. Someone complained about me. But they complained that I, that I, they, they used the word cut corners, but I get the job done. And I, you know, the whole point of our company, they're like, they're big on safety. So it's like, I got the job done safely, and I got it done right. What's the problem? I got it done. I didn't do anything illegal. I got the job done right. And isn't doing the job as quickly as possible so you can do something else, the point? And they're like, yeah. I said, okay then. So I'm all right, right? Okay. You you probably want a few more people who are going to try and do the job smarter and not harder. That's always been my theory. People want to, like, you know, go-getters is what I call them, the new people on probation. The go-getters. I'm like, you know, hey, you could just run at that giant tire and lift it up. But if you squat all the way down and pick it up with your legs and not your back, you're going to grow to an old man with a nice, intact spine. So smarter, not harder. So bring me full circle to firemen and police officers. Now, there was years and years ago, but there was, a, there was like a shootout at, at the Barstow Station at the McDonald's involving a off-duty police officer. Now, he didn't just be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm off. I got off at 3. I'm here trying to get my Big Mac at 5. I'm off. I, you know, I'm done. No, he was off-duty, and he reacted. And that's what you're supposed to do. There's no off-duty for us. There's no, like, okay, the devil, you know, there's, you know, and I promise I'm, I'm finishing up right now. It's 8.02. I'm finishing right now. There's, you don't, the devil don't just check out. 
You know, I always joke around at work, safety, don't take a vacation. But the devil doesn't stop. It's like, okay, it's 12, you know, Alex is asleep, let's just go to sleep now. You know, we, we do what's right because that's what we're trained to do. So tonight we saw just a part, just a, just a small little sliver of that pie of how we train God's way. And there's just so much more. And if I had more time, I'd probably keep on going. And, but we're not having a revival tonight. You know, I gotta go home and have dinner. So read the word every day. Two, get your spirit a workout in God's gym. Three, conduct training maneuvers. Cause we want to be the type of people when the going gets tough, we don't get going. So just ask yourself this. One last question and we're done. How do you feel when you skip church or prayer time or Bible time? Ooh. Leave your mind thinking. That's it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.